leads me le mo anketa lampeliteng hore ke ne i want to clarify it ke bata ho itotobata ke it's almost winter isetlo ba maria and go and plant millis oyo jala pone will you get a harvest o tlo thola kotulo let me tell you the field may be right the field may be fertile the seed may be right but the season may be wrong so you need to give the right seed in the right season in the right ground with God directing the giving That's why we never give to please men. But we give to please God. Because we are giving to God and not to men. It may look like your giving is being used by men. But you give to God. Not to men. Hallelujah. Some of the reasons why you gave so much and you had no harvest it's because the right seed right soil wrong season you see god works us as individuals and works with us as a church as an individual he will prompt you to do small things as an individual and big things we will be all quiet he will say by paint that's individual but corporately when god says in may we are buying chairs it means the seed that you have your ground is the building fund building fund we are sowing into chairs the right seed the right soil the right season god brings the harvest jesus Why is my seed not yielding a harvest? I keep on giving and giving and giving. But I'm going more and more down. Giving is a matter of it. What does the word of God say? If it is time for offering. And I have a grudge with you. I cannot offer until I have made right with you. If I offer to please these people, I'm wasting my seed because it's about God receiving your seed. Not the maroon basket taking your seed. It's about God who knows your heart, who knows your motive, who knows your life. It's about him receiving your seed. So it means If we 
We're talking the word of God. Yeah, just go to the McDonald's. Buy McFlurry there. And enjoy the Zakale. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the word. It says go and make right with your brother. And come back and bring it. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says when your brother has wronged you, the Bible says you must go and tell your brother. Isn't it at times you will say I wronged you but I don't know I wronged you. I'll continue giving. God will bless. I don't have anything in my heart but because you have it in your heart you are not making it right. Your seed is not acceptable to the Lord. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the word that is life. You cannot serve God and save money at the same time. Maybe the question you need to answer to yourself this morning. Who is your master? Because the Bible says you can't love both. Don't try to negotiate or argue with. The Bible says it's not possible to love God and love money at the same time. It uses strong words. It says you will love one and hate the other. It means taking what is a way that you over time make our Kenya coquette a chalet, the baby lyric tree When I say no, I volunteer to There's nothing wrong with overtime. The Bible says I hate God. There's nothing wrong with overtime, of course. Marahaki yet as such that. But when I am doing it to an extent, I put God to the side. I can't come to church on Sunday. I can't go to cell group. I can't come on Wednesday. I can't come for night prayer. I can't study the word. I hate God. The Bible says so. Oh, amen. You cannot serve both at the same time. God help us never to allow ourselves to be a slave to money. You know a slave. He doesn't control himself. A slave can never relax. In the middle of nice worship, Hey, you are reminded 
Atoriso emata wa hoputo tena. Ukonota mokel si 20,000. Emna. Money makes you a slave. You didn't pay your car. It makes you a slave. And puts you into more debt. You see money. Don't trust and put all your hope in money. Put your hope in God. Who is the source of everything? If you put your hope in money, money will disappoint you. How many millionaires slept a millionaire, but when they wake up the next morning, they are poor, they have nothing. Money will put you up and drop you down. God is our master. God is God. Master. If God is your master, you have peace of mind and you have security. Hey, ask me. I know how it feels not to have enough money to pay tithe, to offer and it, it, it runs out before, the way. before you pay other things. But when in that season, when I went to bed, I would put my head down and go to sleep. Because I knew my source will provide. If God is your master, learn to trust him. When he says release, you must know he's got something greater for you. What I like about obeying God with what he has given us is that you are rewarded in this life. But eternally when you stand before Christ, Maglenda, when he looks at what you have done with what passed through your hands, at the time of coronation, he will say, well done my good and faithful servant. And he'll give you an area to reign. In eternity. Beyond this life. Let's quickly give you the marks of a good steward and close. Five marks of a good steward. Number one, it's the conviction of the heart. First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Somebody got a Bible. First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Chapter four, verse two. 
First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Your heart must be convicted by this statement. You are a steward of God. Be found faithful. It means handle God's property. With conviction, knowing that at the very end, God is going to judge your stewardship. Two, it's character. Faithfully exercise the will of God. Faithfully always have a character of doing what is right in the sight of the Lord. Number three is courage. You see, when you look like your budget is not agreeing, it takes both courage and faith to tithe and to give. Remember that it is only faith that is applied that pleases God. Number four, it's the continuation of your faithfulness in giving. Sometimes you give, you come to a point where you relax. We give to the end. We remain faithful stewards to the very end of our lives. Never ever ever quit giving to God. Because that's your breakthrough. Whatever it takes. Whatever it costs you. And finally. The max. Of a good steward. Is that you are going to have a crowning moment. In heaven. There is a reward from God of being a faithful steward. Oh, Holy Spirit. Lord, help us. You see, it is so easy to focus on the things we see in the world. To focus on what we need. But I am praying this morning to God that we may be so heavenly minded 
that we are focused on making our investments to the spiritual things and to heavenly things. I need to bring it home. You see, if I am heavenly minded, my spiritual ear will be able to hear God. When he says for Missions Day, buy 10 Bibles. My ear will be able to hear God. When he says, Pay for a kumbi. For people who stay far, who are not working. To be able to come. Understanding that when they come, you gave money. But your money, God uses it to plant in the spirit. And whatever you have given towards goes beyond this life. It's the harvest that awaits you in heaven. Lord, help us to be faithful stewards. Can we all stand? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There may be times where God had prompted you to give some amounts and you failed. Today, Lord, we repent. There may be areas that God had showed you to give towards. You didn't do it. Maybe you just postponed and thought you'll do it later. And as I'm speaking, you don't even know how you will do it. Whenever God shows you something to do, it is always bigger than what you have at the moment. Because it requires faith. Giving to God is a matter of faith. Being a good steward is a matter of faith. Remember that at the very end, how God prompts you, I do not know. You know. At the very end, He's gonna judge as to how you responded as a steward. I'm not gonna call anybody to the front. This is very personal. 
just you and your God. You are not doing it for men. We are doing it for God. I want to give you this moment to make right with God. And to ask God the very little that you have in your house what to do with it. There has to be a seed time before there is a harvest time. Never look down on the very small thing that God asks you It's the seed that befits the harvest that is due to you. Can you lead us in song? And I need everyone to speak to your father. He's a loving father. Never a condemning father. He's a father who pulls us to himself. Today he's pulling us to himself. Just be soft and come close to him. And you'll see the difference it makes.